Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the podcast, we are, I'm very excited, as you can tell, because we are doing something new. Typically, this is just a podcast that's audio, you just hear me talking, but it's very rare that we do audio. So I, visual, I should say. And so I decided, hey, let's do a visual episode of the podcast where I will sit and I'll talk to you and we can also have an audio so if you want to watch it on YouTube you can go ahead and do that if you want to listen to it while you drive in the car you can go ahead and do that so this is going to be one of many live episodes where we sit down and I talk and we talk about relationship issues and things that are going on now last week on the podcast we did something that was also very new and exciting. I aired a podcast episode where I was a guest on another podcast and we talked about relationships and relationship issues and I answered questions. So one of the questions that I answered last week was a question that Brian, the host of the Brian Beeline show, he asked me this question. He was like, so do you think that couples should have their separate passwords for their phone or if your spouse should look at your phone or shouldn't look at your phone. And so the answer that I gave him was that it all just depends. Like, it's no one answer for all of this, you know? It's pretty much based on you, based on your spouse, and based on your relationship. So if you guys are fine having a password and sharing, you know, and having your privacy on your phone, but knowing that if you ever needed to see the other person's phone that it was available, then that's fine. But if you decide that you guys don't want to have passwords and you guys can have equal access to each other's phone, that's fine too. It just depends on you and your relationship. Like I know with me, I do have a password on my phone, but it's a password that everybody knows. Like my kids know my password to my phone. They can go in. My husband, if he ever wanted to know the password to my phone, he could get in. I'm pretty sure the kids could tell him. Like it's not a secret. Everyone knows the password to my phone for the most part, but my husband never goes on my phone or looks at it, even when I tell him he can. It's just because that's just how we do it. Like, we give each other privacy. But he knows that if he ever needed, if he ever wanted to look at my phone or look at anything on it, it's free because it's an open book. Like, there are no secrets on my phone. And like I said, my kids look on my phone all the time. So they definitely would be the first ones to see if there's anything on my phone that shouldn't be. But I think it's all about trust. And I think it's all about your relationship. And I think it's all about knowing that if you ever wanted to look at the phone, that it was an option. I think it's different if it's a situation where it's just a solid, no, you can never see my phone. No, I will never will let you know my password. Then that's a whole different story because it's almost like a solid no. And it's kind of like, well, what are you trying to hide? It's the difference between trying to hide something and just respecting each other's privacy. And so sometimes when it comes to phones, just respecting each other's privacy means that, okay, you keep your phone. I don't look at it. You don't look at mine. But if we ever needed to see each other's phone, it's open for you to see. But if it's something where it's like, you can never see my phone. It's like you're hiding something. So I always advise people, look at your relationship. It depends on how you and your spouse relate to each other and what you've agreed upon when it comes to privacy and phones and how you guys view all that. So that was my answer. And if you guys want to hear any more answers like this to any of your questions, then I suggest that you go to either the show notes, if you're listening to the podcast on audio, 
or you can look in the video description if you're watching on YouTube and you can definitely click the link to last week's episode. But I must warn you, last week's episode is audio because this is the first week I've started to do video and audio, but you can still listen to it on your commute to work or back from work, or if you just want to relax while you're cooking dinner, cleaning the house, fixing the car, whatever it is you're doing, you can always listen to that podcast episode. So don't forget to listen to the full episode of last week's podcast. You can either click it in the show notes, click the link in the show notes, or you can click on the link in the video description and you will definitely be able to listen to last week's episode of the podcast. So this week on the podcast, we are going to be talking about how it starts with you. And I know you're probably asking, what starts with me? Well, having a good relationship, improving your relationship starts with you. Now, I know, I know it's easy to just say, if only he would change, if only she would change, then things would be better. If he wouldn't do this, then I wouldn't do that and things could get better. Or if she only did this, then things would get better. But I'm here to tell you, that's not how that works. That's not the case. So many times in relationships, we think that it's up to the other person to start to change, to determine whether they change in our relationship. Even if it's both of you, I've even heard some people say, both of you have to work on it together in order for things to change. But I'm here to tell you, two people don't have to work on a relationship or a marriage in order for it to change. It just takes one person to change and stand up and be like, nope, I'm going to work on this for it to work. Now, I'm not saying you can force your spouse kicking and screaming down the hall of staying married if y'all are headed for divorce, anything like that. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is if you are in a marriage and your marriage is rocky and you're having some issues and you can't figure out what the problem is, then I am here to tell you that you can be the catalyst for change in your relationship. Now, last a couple weeks ago, we talked about several things. Now, we just started season seven of the podcast. And this season, I wanted it to be different. Typically, we talk about relationships and relationship issues and what you can do to make your relationship better. However, this time, I want us to kind of do things different in season seven. I want it to be more informational, informative, and things that you can do. I want it to kind of be more hands-on, like this is what you can do. This is how you can do it. These are things you need to start doing rather than just picking any specific topic. Now, I will do topical podcasts from here and, you know, here and there where we talk about different issues and what you can do. But today, I want to talk about what you can do if you see that your marriage is not working out. If you see that things are bad and you just don't know how to fix it. Like, I just want to tell you what you can do to fix your marriage. So in season seven, we talked about several things. We talked about how it is possible for you to save your marriage. I talked about things you can say instead of I want a divorce in case you just use divorce as leverage or when you're frustrated, you always just throw, I want a divorce. I talked about what you can say instead. And then last week, we did an episode on my take about relationships and marriage where I answered a lot of questions. So this week, we are going to talk about how saving your marriage, improving your marriage, fixing your marriage, whatever you want to do to your marriage starts with you. Yes, even destroying your marriage can start with you. So when it comes to your marriage, everything kind of starts with you. And I say that because you cannot change your spouse, right? Okay, so that's agreed. You cannot change your spouse. And since you can't change your spouse, you can't make him or her do something that you think they quote unquote should do. So since you can't make them do anything that you think 
they should do. You can't make them stop doing things that you think they shouldn't do. So you can't worry about them. Now, I am not saying that you let them walk all over you or you let them disrespect you. No, I'm not saying that because holding people accountable in the relationship, in the marriage is also helpful. But what I'm saying is you can't control them. So stop trying. The only person you can control is yourself. So if you're not happy with the way things are in your marriage, then you need to look at you and see what you can do to fix the marriage. Now, there are some things that you can do to improve your marriage. And the first thing is realize, recognize, acknowledge, and accept that you cannot change your spouse. Just understand you can't change them. So since you know you can't change them, you'll know that nagging them to change or do something's not going to work. You can't manipulate them to do anything that's not going to work you can't force them to do anything they don't want to do because that's not going to work so once you realize that accept it that's the first thing you can do accept that you cannot change your spouse number two realize that you are part of the problem it cannot be a problem unless there are two people and when i say this i honestly mean it like even if someone is wrong okay let's say your spouse come in they're angry they're upset so they just start yelling at you if you actually don't respond to them when they're angry and you walk away, there couldn't be an argument. So we have to acknowledge that even though we are not at fault and it, what's going on, it, it's not our fault, the way we respond to things can escalate a situation. The things we can say can escalate a situation. So do you see that things you're saying is taking a conversation from like here all the way up to here, then you should probably not say what you're gonna say. It all starts with acknowledging what you do, owning your part in it, because it takes two people. You know, it does. Marriage takes two people to work. It takes two people to argue. It takes two people to mess things up. It takes two people to react. It takes two people. So if he or she is doing something that is bugging you, you don't necessarily have to react to escalate the situation. For example, let's say that you guys are having an argument, right? And so there's an argument he's mad at you, she's mad at you, whichever the case may be. And then you get up and you say something like, oh, well, you think this is bad, then such and such and such and such, and you just throw up something that happened in the past. So of course, it's like there's a fire, but by what you said, you threw gasoline on the fire, so the argument just escalates out of control. So we have to acknowledge that whether we started it, we are participating in the dysfunction in our home. So that is what we have to realize. We are part of the problem. You are part of the problem. So it can't just be him. It can't just be her. It has to be both of you. You guys are in a situation where there is a problem. He is part of it. She's part of it. Or she's part of it. And he's part of it. So you are part of that two dynamic, are part of the problem. So whether, no matter what the problem is, you are half the problem. So if you work on yourself, you fix half the problem. Half the battle's already been won if you start to work on yourself. Number three, you have to acknowledge and realize that you keep doing the same thing over and over. So if you want to improve your marriage, you have to stop doing the same things over and over. You have to be able to recognize this is not working. If you want your spouse to do something and you see that you've been nagging him for like five years and nothing has changed, then maybe you should stop nagging him. It all depends on what the problem is. So if you see that what you're doing is not working, stop doing that and do something different. You maybe want to ask yourself, like, 
okay, so what do I want? What's the desired result? Okay, so I want this to happen. So when I do this, that does not happen. This happens instead. So recognize where you're going wrong. Recognize where you are actually making things worse instead of making things better. And then stop doing what you're doing that makes the situation worse. It all starts with you. So you stop doing that. Then, of course, this is going to get better because you have not added the fuel to the fire. You've not joined in this discussion. You've not joined in the conversation or the argument. So things would get better because you have not escalated the situation. So you have to understand why you keep doing the same thing that you keep doing and then stop doing that thing that you're doing. Number four, you have to take away your negative view of your spouse. And yes, I know it can be hard sometimes, especially if you guys are not in a good place or especially if you're angry and it seems like they're not listening or they don't care. But it, the more that you think negative about someone, the more it becomes reality. Take, for instance, um, I'm afraid of animals, okay, except for fish and except for turtles. So whenever I see a dog or whenever I see a cat or whatever, I automatically say, oh, that animal is probably going to try to chase me. Nine times out of ten, the animal did chase me. Why did the animal chase me? Well, no, I didn't throw anything at it. I didn't do anything. But it's because of my perception. So if they jumped maybe at a butterfly or they jumped at something they saw in the grass or whatever, I automatically assume because I keep telling myself, oh, they're going to chase me, that they're coming after me. So then, of course, I start to run which makes the animal start to chase me. So that is the whole point. It's like your perception becomes your reality. What you think about your spouse is actually who they become. So if you think that they're a jerk, then the more that they do, even if it's tiny danger, and you keep telling yourself negative things about them, then it's going to become your reality because that is how you're going to see them. That's the picture you're constantly painting about your spouse, and that's all you're going to see. So you need to kind of change your mindset. Stop thinking about them as a jerk. Stop thinking about them as this horrible person who's just trying to make your life miserable. Stop thinking of them that way. And it helps if you can maybe think of one positive thing about them. You know, think of something positive. Oh, my wife likes to, I like my, I like that my wife likes to help me. Or I love that my husband makes sure gas is in the car. You know, even if it's really small at first, Think of something positive every day to tell yourself about your spouse so that you can begin to see them in a different way. You can build up gratitude and you can change the image that you may have painted about them in your mind. Another thing that you can do to help your view of your spouse and change your marriage right now is for you to focus, is to stop focusing on what they're doing. Okay, now I don't know your situation. I don't know what's going on in your marriage. I don't know if you guys are at the point of divorce. I don't know if you are at the point of, as I call it, no return, or if you guys are just arguing and can't figure out what's going on, or if you're in the beginning stages of just having dysfunction and chaos in your marriage. I don't know where you are, but what I do know is that the more you focus on what's going on around you, the more anxious you're getting, the more depressed you're getting the more desperate you're getting and the more frustrated you're getting. And when you are feeling frustrated, desperate, depressed, angry, all of these things, it is not good for you and it's not good for your marriage. Because I, even if they're doing, even if they're doing something that's totally wrong and it could, they could be doing something that's totally wrong, all you're doing by holding up all this bent up anger and frustration and stress is hurting yourself. And when you are frustrated and stressed, then it usually 
has an avalanche of several things happening. So if you feel desperate and feel like your spouse is not talking to you and like they're just avoiding you, then you may get to the point where you're begging them to talk to you or nagging them or like, why won't you talk to me or something like that. And that does nothing but push them further away. So what you have to do is stop focusing on what they're doing, okay? And focus on yourself. When I say focus on yourself, you need to make sure that you are healthy emotionally, make sure you're healthy spiritually, make sure you're healthy physically and mentally. So in essence, work on your body, your mind, mind, body, and soul, and your heart. Because when you work on those four things, that actually helps you with your mental state. It helps you make better decisions. It helps you get in contact and in touch with yourself. And it also helps your marriage because your spouse will say, oh, she's not nagging anymore. Or your spouse will say, hey, he's not um, bothered. He's not arguing with me like he used to. So the point of what I'm trying to tell you is this. If you want to improve your marriage, you have to work on yourself. That's how you have to do it. You can't work on your spouse. You have to work on you because if you work on you, you have already improved your marriage by 50% because you work on yourself. If you work on you and understand why you do the things you do and what you're doing that is actually escalating the situation and you stop those behaviors, then you are improving your marriage and things will definitely get a lot better. Not because he changed, not because she changed, but because you changed. And that is what you have to do. You have to change yourself. Now, changing yourself is not easy. And there will be days where you'll be making progress and things will be going good. And then there'll be days where you fall back into your old patterns. Because when it comes to behavior, we've been doing these things for so long until you are going to make a mistake. You're going to fall back into some of your old habits and patterns when it comes to relationships. However, when you see yourself going down that path, you will know enough about yourself to stop and be like, oops, I'm doing the same thing I did before. It didn't work then. It didn't work now. And you'll be able to catch yourself and you'll be able to stop doing these things. And when you're able to stop doing these things, then it will make it a lot easier for you to just reassess, take some time out, reassess, and then come back refreshed and continue to work on those new behaviors. Now, I know you're probably asking, what are these new behaviors? What do I need to do? And don't worry, I will definitely tell you and talk more about this in next week's episode of the podcast. But this week, I just want you to realize that if you want to improve your marriage, if you want to save your marriage, if you want to fix it in any kind of way, then it starts with you. You cannot wait for your husband or your wife to change. You cannot wait for them to make the first gesture or extend the olive branch. That's not going to work. You have to think about it like this, okay? What do I want? What do I want out of my marriage? What do I need? And then once you assess what you need and what you want, then it's about working on yourself because that is the only way to begin working on your marriage and to make things positive. And it has to be a lifestyle. It cannot be of some little tricks or little things you pick up. So let's say, for instance, I tell you, okay, so these are some things you need to do. And you do it not because you're interested in working on yourself or being the best you that you can be, but you do it because you're just like, oh, well, I can get my husband to do this. Or I can get my wife to do this. So if you go at it like that, it is going to be hard for you to maintain your change in your behavior. Because if you're doing it just for a reason, once you get your desired goal, then guess what? 
you're going to go right back to what you were doing before. But if it becomes a lifestyle, then it's different because it's just what you do. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about, oh, can I keep this up? Because it's honest. It's real. It's really a lifestyle. It is what you do. So I like to call this like the relationship or the marriage lifestyle, right? So it when you learn what you're doing in your marriage that is tearing it apart, when you stop those behaviors, it has to be something that you do holistically. So it can't be, I'm going to just stop nagging my spouse because I want him or her to do something. It has to be like, I'm just going to stop nagging. So that means you no longer nag your kids. You no longer nag your friends. You don't nag him. It has to be a lifestyle, something that you do. It's almost like going on a diet. Now, I have been on diets, and some of them have worked, you know, like a time when I just did Weight Watchers and I exercised. That worked like a charm, and I lost a lot of weight after I had my last daughter. But it was not a lifestyle. It was just something I was doing to get to a desired goal, which was losing weight. So after I lost the weight, you know, I kept it off for a while. And then guess what? I was back to eating the same stuff. Why? Because I was just trying to reach a goal. I wasn't trying to make it a lifestyle. I wasn't trying to eat healthy because I wanted to be healthy and I wanted to have a healthier lifestyle. And I wanted to do things with my kids and be outgoing and take them out to the park. I didn't exercise or lose weight because of that. I just wanted to go down to 120 pounds. And so once I got my desired goal, yeah, I was able to maintain it for a little bit, but it wasn't something I was able to maintain for a long period of time. And that is what happens when you try to work on your marriage to reach a goal. So if you want your husband to spend more time with you and you're like, I'm going to work on my marriage just because I want him to spend more time with me. And once you get that goal, then it's going to be hard for you to maintain it. So what I'm talking about is making this a lifestyle. Okay. So instead of just saying, I'm going to do this because I want my marriage to work and I want us to be good and I want to fix this say I'm doing this because I want to be a better person I want to be a better wife I want to be a better mother or I want to be a better husband a better father like whatever it is you want to do for yourself do that because if you want to be the best version of yourself that you can be then you're going to do that because you want to be better so it's not going to matter if you see results immediately or if you see results in your marriage down the line because you're not working on yourself for your marriage you're working on yourself for you and then on the side you know as a awesome bonus then that will start to change as well so that is what I want to tell you that it starts with you you are the only one who can begin to fix your marriage and how does it start with you what do you need to do do you need to change your spouse nope you need to make them realize that they need to change. Uh-uh. You need to even tell them what they're doing wrong. Nope. You need to work on yourself. And that is how you improve your marriage. Now, the song we're going to listen to today is called Chaos. No, it's called Trapped. And it's about a woman who's trapped in her feels trapped in her relationship because she doesn't exactly know what to do to make it better. So here is the song Trapped. Too afraid to let you go 
Okay, so that was the song Trapped. And it talked about how this lady was feeling trapped. She thought she should leave. She didn't know what to do. And it's because she didn't understand the whole principle of improving your marriage, fixing your marriage, saving your marriage. If you want to do any of those things, that it starts with you. Now, before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today. It absolutely makes my day every single Wednesday when I get a chance to talk with you, hang out with you guys, and talk about relationships. Now, we are going to be doing something different, and I'm super excited to tell you about it. Uh, Within the next couple of weeks, we are going to be starting the You Are What They Think You Are. Yeah, you are they are what you think they are challenge. And this is a challenge that we can do for five days. And we're just going to see how saying one positive thing about our spouse every single day for five days can actually change the way we view them, the way we think about them. So we're going to be starting that in a couple of weeks. Um, next week, I do plan to have a sign-up list for you if you're interested in being part of this challenge. And then I can send you some information Unlike some positive things you can say, like give you some examples of how to start this positive thinking, because believe me, if you've been thinking negative about your spouse for so long, it might be a little difficult to come up with something like nice. So we're going to have like little examples. I call it my niceness cheat sheet, and I will send that to you so that you can definitely have something to look on to help you say something nice about your spouse. So we'll be doing that next week. I'll have the sign-up sheet all ready for you. And all you would have to do is click on the link in either the show notes or the description in the video. And you would definitely be able to get the sign-up sheet and get the um, nice and sheets sheet sent out to you. So we'll be doing that. And this is all going to lead up to our three-day marriage boot camp that I'm super excited about. But I will tell you more about that next week. All right. Well, guys, I enjoy talking to you. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you and hanging out with you, then I do request and I do ask that you would like subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can subscribe to this YouTube channel and you will get the podcast every week. You'll get anything that I do. It'll just pop up. So make sure you subscribe so you can see it in your notifications when there's either a new video or when there's a new podcast. I would also like to encourage you to leave a review. Let me know how much you are enjoying the show. And if you have any questions or anything else you want to discuss, feel free to reach out to me. You can reach out to me in the comment section, or you can reach out to me on our Facebook page or our Facebook group. And I'll have all that information for you in both the show notes and the video description. So yeah, feel free to reach out. I will get in contact with you. I will answer your questions and we will do what we can to help you improve your marriage because I realize that sometimes when it comes to improving your marriage you want to do it we all want to do it but it's just very difficult especially if you don't know what you're doing or if you haven't seen any positive relationship or marriage examples so we are going to be talking about all of these things so if you have any questions just feel free to reach out to me and I'll get back in contact with you as soon as possible all right well I think that is all for today like I said feel free to reach out to me All my contact information is either in the show notes or the video description. So let me know any questions or if you want to get in contact with me. All right, I think that is it. So until next week, have an amazing day, a wonderful weekend, and try to think of something positive about your spouse. Bye-bye.